I wonder for a moment if you could think of when was the time you felt most loved in your life? Sometime. You know, I've asked that question to people. Here's a couple of the answers I've received. One woman told me it was right after their firstborn child. They were right in the hospital. She had just given birth, and she felt so loved by her husband. She felt so one right there, and she had that great love for her child. That's the moment she felt most loved. Another woman told me that it was on the wedding day, listen to this one, on the wedding day of her sister was the day that she felt most loved because her father came over to her, and he was uh, a man of few words. I know him. And he came over to her and he said, you know how much I love you. Your day is going to come pretty soon. Isn't that interesting? The other one that I hear a lot are people who talk about someone who was there for them at a time that they had it, and the person had to offer a lot of sacrifice. And they stuck with them. They stayed with them in a difficult time in their life But this family member or friend was right there. And it cost them something to be right there. That was the time they mentioned. The reason I'm having us all do that, because I'm going to offer some reflections now about the Blessed Trinity. But unless we're connected to the love in our life, talking about the Blessed Trinity is going to be like a concept, an abstraction. What does that have to do with me? It's all about love. God is love. And we're going to reflect on the three persons, one God, who is all love. G.K. Chesterton, the British writer, he was a lay theologian. He he wrote about everything. He was an art critic, um, very eloquent in the last century, the early part of the last century. He said that one of the things that makes him believe in Christianity is this core belief of the Blessed Trinity. If you were going to make up a religion, you would not have your core belief be something that's impossible to grasp and really impossible to explain. You just wouldn't make it up that way. Isn't that an interesting perspective? So how did we come to this belief as a people of God? Well, back ancient, ancient times, it's going to be very broad strokes. They, one of the societies believed in many gods. They couldn't believe that one god could do all this stuff. So they had a god who was the sun, and the, god, and the moon was a god, and the wind was a god, and they, you know, different animals, different deities, and they couldn't. And some of them had a kind of a head god. They had all these myths, and under, this was the way they, they were trying to understand how, how was reality. And there's something beyond just this, the, the material. And then comes Abraham, Judaism. The Jewish people have a relationship with one God. And then they come to find out through that relationship that there's only one God. And then comes Jesus. Monotheistic. But there was something about what Jesus said and what he did. He's divine. How do, we make, how do we make sense of this? 
He said, the Father and I are one. And then Jesus says, the Father will send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. And as they experienced the Holy Spirit in the early days, the Holy Spirit's divine. Now, there was a heresy in the early church because they didn't want to go down the route that it seemed like God was revealing himself. It was called the Arian heresy. And Jesus is not God in the Arian heresy. There's only one God. And Jesus is like the super creature. There's no other creature like him. But he was created by God to be the one who would come to us one day. They're trying to make it so we could grasp it, so we can put it in a box. We could say, I get this. It has to make sense. But it wasn't reality. It wasn't what God was revealing. God was revealing three distinct persons. So they came up after 300 years of reflection with a formula. We say it in the creed. And this is what they came up with. One substance, one God, three subsistent relations. Well, that clears it up, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, we can't, you know, even though we've come up with these theological explanations, everybody who did that, St. Anthanasius, all the saints who were involved with this, St. Thomas Aquinas, they knew they could, logic could only go so far. They would try to explain it and explain the relationships, but they knew we were not going to be able to get our arms around it. It's a mystery of God. God's revealing God's self to, to us as far as we can understand it. I love this explanation. That the three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the love is so strong between them. It's one. One God. That bond is so close and strong. They're one. So you could say that the Trinity is a community of persons. You know, you think about God living for all eternity. Oh man, that must have been lonely. God was never lonely. It was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was a community of love. And this is the, this is the wild thing. I don't know if you've ever heard it this way before, and I, don't want, I hope I'm not going to shock you, but this is part of our Catholic theology. And they especially talk about this in the East. I'm talking about really the Middle East, the Desert Fathers. They said, what God is inviting us into with our baptism, with the journey we're on, our destiny is not just getting to heaven. It's more than that. It's to be one with God. To be in the Trinity. The Trinity is indwelling in us in baptism and our whole life is to come closer and closer so that when we get to heaven, we are one with the Trinity. And here's the shocking phrase they use. We are meant to become divine. Only in God. But our destiny is to be divine. You could think about that your whole life. You could imagine what it would be like to have that much love. That's why I wanted us to reflect on the moments of love you felt. Can you imagine? Whatever you thought of there, that's a taste of it. The community of love. No wonder 
Jesus said to us, the greatest commandment, the Jewish people was revealed to them. Jesus said it again, to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. What's that? What's he saying? Become one with God. And then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. No wonder God is so interested that we have to get along together, that he wants us all to be part of this. And how it must hurt him when we fail in so many horrible ways throughout our history. We're experiencing that brokenness right now. You know that people are treated, you know, the Emancipation Act of Abraham Lincoln set people free, black people free, the Africans, African Americans. But then people didn't change inside their hearts, many people. And then we had the civil rights legislation. We are equal, but you can't legislate that kind of love, that kind of acceptance, that kind of equality. That has to come from inside. And so here we are again at another juncture to fix the brokenness of the systems and the structures. Let me end with this. You probably have read the book or you saw the movie, The Kill a Mockingbird, Gregory Peck. He was made for that role. You know Harper Lee who wrote the book? When she saw him and when they were shooting the scenes and she sees him walking home from work, remember he was a lawyer? He took the case of a black man who was falsely accused of rape. It cost him a lot to do that. He's coming home and kids run towards him. Harper Lee said, when I saw you coming, the way you were with the kids, I said, that's my dad. The character was based on her dad. Well, there's one spot in the movie, and he had a great relationship with his little six-year-old daughter, And then one day the daughter came and she was complaining about, why do people do this? And why do they do this to me? And he said to her, if you could learn a trick, Scout, it would help you to get along better with all kinds of folks. You never really understand what another person is going through unless you can consider things from their point of view unless you climb inside of their skin and walk around in it. Dear God, help us to do that now, each of us in our own life, and to work together to fix what's broken in our structures that are unfair, prejudicial, And help us to realize the great journey that we're on with you and towards you, to be one with you, to be divine. And we make this prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.